supply chain planning and supply chain is powerful because of the industry-wide networks. And COVID has really changed the game for these networks. The supply chain has come closer. So these business networks matter a lot in 2023. That's what we are going to discuss. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. My name is Sam Gupta. I am principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm. We help our clients with digital transformation strategy, enterprise software selection, as well as implementation. On that note, let's go back to today's topic, which is going to be your top 10 supply chain business networks in 2023. Now, when you look at these networks, some of these networks have many different perspectives and everybody's talking about that they all have supply chain control power functionality, even though they might be utilizing somebody else's network. So they always have that risk that they might not have data to be able to populate that supply chain network capability. Also, the way supply chain networks are established, as well as the, the way relationships are set up in the supply chain market, Everybody is trying to collaborate with each other because they are all going to have partial data. And if you need reliable insights, then you require a lot of data that need to go together to be able to produce the reliable insights. So some companies have really consolidated uh, these networks and they have become one of the strongest network in the market. And that's what private equity has done. They have really consolidated these companies and brought them together as part of one bucket. So some of these networks are super strong and that is going to drive how reliable your AI is going to be, how reliable your supply chain planning is going to be, how reliable your supply chain control tower capabilities are going to be. And that's why these business network platforms matter a lot. So regardless of whether you plan to use these platforms as part of your architecture or not, understanding them is going to be super meaningful for you to be able to design your supply chain tech stack as well as your digital transformation architecture. So now let's look at the list. Number 10 on our list is Pagero. And even when you look at the network, there are different layers and the perspectives, the way networks are designed. Some of these networks are designed more from the channel perspective, some of these companies are going to be more of the distributor suppliers, channel partners, and you might be collaborating with your customers as well. So that is one way of looking at the network. The other perspective is going to be slightly more transportation centric, which is very 3PL centric, where you are going to have very strong carrier network. The other perspective is that the EDA players were already were in the market and they had a lot of trading partners as part of their platforms. So now they have made it slightly easier in making that slightly more cloud native platform where you can connect with any of the vendors in their network the way uh, some of the other business networks, the way they started in uh, 2000s, uh, Ariba and Coupa, the way they operated. So this is a very similar mindset. Uh, so some of the networks that you are going to see on this list are going to be slightly more EDI centric 
they might not be as powerful because they are not being positioned as more of the supply chain suite. They are probably not utilizing that data to populate as part of the supply chain visibility platform, but some of them might do that. And Pagero is a very EDI-centric platform. What they are trying to do is they have a cloud-native platform where you can find any of the trading partner suppliers. You can simply connect with them and you can start collaborating documents with them, whether these documents are going to be more from the e-invoicing perspective or they are going to be more from the invoice or whatever documents, physical documents that you need to share with these uh, companies, um, you can find your trading partner or you can onboard your trading partners. And this whole onboarding process makes these networks really strong in general. So that's where Pagero is really powerful. So the positioning of Pagero is going to be, that's the SMBs looking for easy document exchange solution, including invoices, that's their play. They are not necessarily the supply chain suite. They sit on top of ERP primarily for that document exchange. The pros for Pagero is going to be cloud native interface and easy connecting with trading partners. Typically, if you want to replicate the same functionality in other platforms, either you are looking at EDI exchange or you might not be able to exchange the actual physical document with your trading partners. And sometimes these physical documents could be as big as your drawings uh, because you need to send to them to be able to collaborate on your manufacturing. So the document exchange in general is very powerful. It has a place, but their play is not necessarily more from the supply chain perspective. It's more of the collaboration platform. Uh, and they are really big on the e-invoicing capabilities as well. The e-invoicing has become really big, especially if you look at the Europe market where e-invoicing is going to be very handy. Sometimes you need to submit the document for every single transaction, especially if you look at countries like Mexico. So that becomes very difficult in general to comply. So that's where this platform is going to be super meaningful. Now the cons for this is going to be limited to document exchange, even though they have a network. The network, you cannot really utilize that network for data, for analytics, for supply chain planning, etc. The limited suite available, their suite is really uh, limited to that uh, document exchange and not a real supply chain network. So that's number 10. Now, number nine on our list is Chessie Square. And this particular platform is going to be handy for companies looking for very European centric presence. They are still very prevalent in the Europe market. They are primarily hanging out in the SAP ecosystem for the most part. So the pros that you are going to see is strong competence with SAP. In fact, they are probably providing SAP consulting services as well as part of their offering. They must have started as the SAP partner and they are simply trying to sell SAP add-on as that, but they have a you know strong network. So they can do scenarios such as, let's say if you have to send drawings and typically these capabilities were available for example, let's say if you look at QAD or you, if you look at IQMS, those systems traditionally did these kind of collaboration scenario or companies such as your open text for this kind of collaboration. So now they have a solution for slightly smaller companies and then they have the control tower capabilities as well. So this is going to be slightly deeper into your supply chain. Now the cons for them is going to be limited to European network and typically when you look at e-invoicing e capability for the network capabilities, typically these are going to be very market centric. So Europe has very different data as well as network. So even, so if you are trying to penetrate in the European market, they could be meaningful. Otherwise you should be looking for slightly more US centric options. Now the cons for this is going to be fairly small network, 
limited to European countries. Their network is very small, even though they might say that they have very large network, but it's the depth of the network, how many different carriers you have in your, uh, what is your geographic spread overall. So their network is very limited at this point. They are also going to have limited suite as well as data that you are going to find uh, with some of the other platforms on this list. Now, number eight on our list is Alamica. And Alamica is a very interesting solution. So their network is primarily for process manufacturers. They really are strong there. They have bought one of the add-ons that was prevalent in the SAP ecosystem. I believe it was called Process Viewer. So now they have integrated that as part of their TMS or the execution capability. But that was really sort of the shipping add-on uh, that was slightly stronger overall in that multi-carrier integration. So they brought a little bit of carrier network from there. But for the most part, the way they are trying to penetrate the market is really for those process manufacturers. That is going to be your chemical industries, food and beverage. That's where they are really strong. The pros for Alameca network is that it is SMB friendly, connect with carriers, including your rate shipping, uh, chemical and process industry specific capabilities. So they are really strong in that chemical centric component. If you are a mid-market company, then you should definitely take a look at that. The cons for Alameca is not a real supply chain network comparable to some of the other solutions that we have in the list. Really a document exchange and rate shopping is software, but it's not a real uh, supply chain suite. And their network footprint is going to be fairly, fairly small overall compared to some of the other enterprise players on this list. So that's number eight. Number seven on our list is TrueCommerce. And TrueCommerce also is a very EDI-centric vendors, even though they have very strong trading partner network. They have carrier network as well, just because they have been doing the EDI exchange for a long time. Their network for automotive is very strong too. So now what they have done is they have also created this visibility platform based on the data they already had. So now they are claiming it as the network too. But for the most part, I mean, even though it is sort of supply chain network, but it is not kind of supply chain network, just because they are really the EDI vendor in the market that was their play overall. And that's what they are trying to do. So overall pros from the true commerce perspective is that they have easy connectivity with trading partners, but that's more from the EDI centric, not necessarily more from the document exchange perspective. That's going to be SMB friendly. For the most part, if you are using EDI to communicate with your suppliers, customers, then you are probably going to be using them as part of the platform. They are probably going to provide the UI in order to capture the exceptions, the integration issues that you are going to have with your customer suppliers. So that's their play. Now the cons for TrueCommerce is that it's not a real supply chain network. Visibility limited to automotive and automotive is where they have the, the highest amount of visibility just because they have a lot more suppliers and as well as the customers, uh, the collaboration is happening in the automotive space. They might not have as much data for the other verticals because they don't collaborate as much as they do in automotive. So that's why they have platform for automotive. Now their insights are going to be limited and the network size is going to be fairly, fairly small as well. So that's number seven. Now number six on our list is open text and open text has always been more of the enterprise grade content management platform. They were into that content sharing. Now they are in that ESG as well as uh, e-invoicing play. So they typically were present in the SAP ecosystem, in the Oracle ecosystem for that document exchange. When you are exchanging document, 
with your trading partner network. Now, pros for open text is that best of breed content management platform for enterprise workloads. And they not only did the document exchange from the manufacturing perspective or retail perspective, they also did very strong uh, document exchange from the banking and insurance perspective. So they are going to have a lot more capabilities there when you're looking for trading partner. Let's say if you are trying to integrate with banks, they are going to have far deeper capabilities there. A business partner for training partner collaboration and global compliance, they are probably going to be deeper in compliance capabilities as well, just because the kind of partners that they have in their network are very unique in general because of their authority in that content management space. Now, the cons for open text is going to be not a true supply chain visibility platform, even though they have data and they are trying to provide that visibility as well. But that's not necessarily a true supply chain visibility platform, even though a lot of companies are probably going to be utilizing their data because they can use that for their AI workflows. So they are going to be present in a lot of different ecosystems. But for the most part, they are not necessarily that supply chain visibility platform that your transportation companies or your shippers can use not friendly for SMBs and it's very expensive. So that's number six. Now, number five on our list is Connexus or MPO. And the reason why Connexus is on this list is because they have bought a company called MPO. MPO was more of the network and they have bought that. So now they are part of this list. And this is really the enterprise grade planning solution plus network. So they have become very powerful as well. Overall, their pros are going to be that planning solution integrated with network and integrated and the network and planning and AI, they generally go hand in hand. So any companies that are going to have their own network, they are going to own, they are going to have a lot more control. They are going to have a lot more insights overall in terms of what they are consuming internally versus what they might be publishing to their partners, even though they might be exposing, but they might not expose everything. So the pros for Connexus is the complementary capabilities for SAP and Oracle customers because SAP and Oracle, they are not going to be as strong in the network. Yes, they are going to have planning component, but typically their planning component is not going to be as strong. So that's where Connexus fits right in that SAP and Oracle, they play the execution role. And that's where Connexus is installed a lot that uh, companies use Connexus for planning as well as network now, but then SAP Oracle, they are going to use them for the execution component with some of the other suite. They are going to combine a lot more execution components as well. And sometimes it could be difficult for companies. Okay. Which component should have which capability and you are going to be unnecessarily paying for those components, even though you might not utilize it. So here, just because of the power of the network, you are going to get the decision grade intelligence. The forecasting accuracy is going to be far uh, higher just because of the strength of that MPO network that is going to be owned by them. Now, the cons for Connexus MPO is not a strong execution component. They just don't have that. So that data is going to be missing. They are going to be sourcing that data from the other underlying systems as well as the architecture, but they are not sort of creating the network from the execution perspective. So that's where the gap is going to be in their offering. And network is not going to be as strong as their competitors in general at the as of today. So that's number five. Number four on our list is one network enterprises. And this is really for multi-party network and collaboration. And the way one network enterprise has approached the market, they are looking at 
when you have the orders or uh, the, the bill of lading that you might be creating for multiple parties and then you have to track that globally that's where one network enterprise really shines so they have a little bit of execution component there for that capability but then they also have the control tower capability as well as the network uh, which is very strong so right now they have more than 75,000 companies in the partner network which is slightly lower than some of the other richer network that we have the more data that you are going to have the richer your insights is going to be the better your forecasting accuracy is going to be so yes one network is great but they don't just have uh, as many uh, companies in their partner network so they are either going to be dependent upon their partners or they are just not going to have that capability as of today even though they all are going to be claiming the supply chain network as well as the control tower capabilities. So telematics enabled control tower. They are very strong there overall from the telematics perspective, ELD perspective and multi-party bomb tracking. That's a very unique uh, feature overall that very few solutions in the market are going to have. The cons for one network enterprises is going to be it's not SMB friendly, weak planning and execution capabilities so it's really a network it does not have as strong planning for the execution component so you are probably going to be buying a lot of add-ons to complement that and then the network is fairly limited as well right but that's number four number three on our list is supply on and supply on if you look at their offering right now it is really focused on procurement and supplier collaboration so they, their network is not strong either. The pros for supply on is going to be they have 140 companies from 100 countries primarily focused on procurement network and e-invoicing. So they are sort of in between. Um, some of their features are going to be very similar to how your Coupa and Ariba is going to appear because they are doing a lot more procure to pay centric scenarios, but they are not necessarily a complete supply chain suite just because of their focus as well as limitation in their network and then they are doing a little bit of e-invoicing as well so they are sort of all over the place with their capabilities as well as uh, with their network so now the cons for them is going to be it's not really uh, smb friendly they have weak planning and execution capabilities even though they have the network but the planning and execution capabilities are not there not as comprehensive as the other platforms as well as the networks that we have on this list so that's number three. Now, number two on our list is Infor Nexus. And Infor Nexus is primarily a visibility platform. They always had very strong supplier collaboration component from the manufacturer shippers perspective, but their strength was not the 3PL or the transportation side of things when you look at the network. And that's why they are partnering with some of the transportation visibility platform for the that data right now. But they are still very strong overall visibility platform from the shipper uh, manufacturer uh, supplier collaboration perspective when you look at automotive aerospace where the supplier collaboration is going to be very handy. So the pros for Infor Nexus is that it is going to be integrated with other solutions such as WMS, which is very strong, especially for manufacturing for Infor. So you are going to get the WMS. You don't have as a strong TMS as part of their portfolio, but then you are going to get the, the visibility as well as planning. But I mean, they don't have a complete suite that you are going to find with some of the other platforms that we have on this list. 
planning is going to be integrated with a network similar to Connexus. So their offering as of today is very similar to Connexus. Connexus is doing planning, InfoNexus is doing planning uh, as well as network, but uh, InfoNexus is not necessarily able to do the whole supply chain execution component. The collaboration orchestration with global suppliers is going to be their pro as well. The cons that you have is the leaner execution component compared to other networks such as your E2 Open. It's not going to be SMB friendly, it's fairly expensive and it's going to have limited ecosystem overall from their offering perspective. That's number two. Number one on our list is E2Open and E2Open is the most comprehensive network out there overall from the network depth perspective, but they also have very strong component of planning as well as execution component and they have bought a lot of different companies and that's why E2Open has become really strong at this point of time. Their network is open, so getting your carriers, getting your suppliers to comply with the network is going to be far easier in general and that is the challenge that companies are facing when they are going to be on a network that is not going to be open that your carriers or the suppliers are not going to participate in network and if they don't do that your data is going to be skewed your insights are going to be skewed as well so it's not going to be as meaningful and that's where e2open really shines the pros for e2open is going to be the most comprehensive suite uh, combining the power of planning, execution, and network, and well adopted by large enterprises. It has cloud-native UI, so it's really strong there. Now, the cons are going to be expensive, not SMB-friendly, so that's number one. If you enjoyed this video, we are also going to include a detailed article that you might want to check to get deeper insights. We also publish this podcast in the audio form on Apple, Spotify, and Google. If you have not checked, you might want to check and subscribe here. We publish these videos on a weekly basis. So if you might want to hit the subscribe button on YouTube, and if you have not checked our digital transformation report for 2023, we are going to include the link for that too. So check that out on that note. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.